had a trip to Parnavar. Parnavar is a small a town in entity Republika Srpska, where uh, a wonderfully successful couple uh, lives and, and works, and they are um, members of Platform for Progress. They are very successful manufacturers of chairs. They are they are specializing in chairs and they export probably everything they they create. They have expanded tremendously and they prepared iftar. Iftar is the dinner with which you break fast because it's the month of Ramadan. And they did it in their um, compound within the factory grounds. They have a cafeteria uh, style restaurant and they prepare that for about 120 or so people. Uh, people from town. I mean, it, it was not anything related to Platform for Progress. We were just invited as, as friends and a few other people that uh, we know. Everybody else was local or their workers, co-workers, people from the city council and so on, from religious organizations, communities and so on. It was wonderful, it was marvelous. Uh, met a lot of people, talked to a lot of people, uh, visited uh, the, the factory uh, that um, is sprawling compound that's about five or six large buildings that include the most sophisticated machinery for uh, creating um, automatically uh, those chairs. Almost everything is automated. There are a lot of workers too in, in various phases. Uh, of the production of chairs, but it is um, CNC machines are the ones that actually you can program them to do a lot of cutting and other um, operations that are required for, for chairs to be made. Um, other than that, there are just a few things that, uh, there's just one more a bigger thing that happened. I decided to create videos, um, com providing commentary on the current events in within Bosnia and Herzegovina. And uh, what is happening now gives you plenty of opportunities to say something. Uh, today is also a big day. It's April 6th. It is the day when the Sarajevo was liberated in World War II. It is the, the day when um, the, the fighting, the aggression started on, on Bosnia-Herzegovina in this war, 92 to 95. Um, and so there are a lot of um, ceremonies in in the city, uh, commemorating and celebrating one, commemorating another event. Um, today is also the 
the deadline for forming the government of the Federatia entity, Federation, Federatia entity of Bosnia Herzegovina, and there are some issues, uh, and everybody is trying to figure out will it be formed and will it not be formed. Yesterday was another big event that uh, the court passed down the, the guilty sentence to those to people involved with the uh, procuring uh, those uh, ventilators, respirators. They were really important for, for COVID uh, pandemic times. And there were a lot of malversation of the illegal activities regarding the purchases, purchasing of that of those um, devices. So we'll see. Some people claim it's it's politically motivated. Others are saying, no, those are crooks. Uh, we'll see. But many big events and will are happening, and we'll see what is going to happen. Um, clearly, the, the country is in turmoil simply because this new coalition is proceeding in my mind as expected and that is in order to for the Bosniak side to convince the other two nationalists from the Serb and Croat side to work with them as opposed to the Bosniak Nationalist Party they had to give in and give them a lot of things that they normally they wouldn't get from their partners in the coalition or they were not getting from the previous partner. And so there is there's a lot of uproar in the country trying to figure out where are we going. Um, the whole region is in turmoil. The Western Balkans serve, the, there's, there were elections in neighboring Montenegro and they, through the elections, they, I think, continue the shift towards uh, dependence on Serbia. Serbia is trying to influence events in Bosnia-Herzegovina, much like Croatia. And there is a sense that Serbia is on the move trying to to be the deciding factor, factor on anything or for everything that's happening with this in the Western Balkans. Balkans, as the largest country here, they seem to have the, the blessing of the international community and everybody's worried about that. So I had about um, three videos and today I, I created the fourth one commenting on events. Um, I didn't say any much in the past six months, but now I started uh, doing that. I don't have access to media normally, so creating your own channel, creating the videos, and uh, and that seems to be working out. There are new new people coming to uh, to ask for friendships and to follow what whatever it is that I or we have to say, which is actually good. Um, I didn't want to do much. Uh, before you have to give them a chance to do what they are supposed to do and I'm not happy with what I'm seeing and I decided to to talk about it. So basically, really the biggest thing that happened was, was that um, those three videos that are commenting on the situation in the country, 
a lot of sharing actually happened, which is good. And uh, about 10,000 plus people had a chance to see some of uh, one or two of the videos, which is a good thing. Um, one more thing, I started talking to each member of the presidency, of the new presidency of Platform for Progress, making sure they understand their roles, they have started working on the tasks ahead of them, and uh, that we need to uh, get moving, because my sense is that a lot of members simply waiting for somebody to call them and say, this is what we're going to do. Unnecessary, because they all have their committees, they have the local organizations, they can continue working as, 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 as usual. However, they would like to see where the changes, how far the changes will go, whether they are in the picture or not, and that's probably why it is standing still. I expected the flurry of activities and they everywhere just saying, okay, let's see what happens. So I'm trying to initiate that from the top. So people who have the responsibility for various uh, organizations within Platform for Progress to do their job. And so hopefully that is going to happen. I'm, I'm about to come back to the United States and I just want to make sure that that process is got started and it's not waiting for me to do or say anything. Uh, uh, in talking to people uh, in the street, <coughs> excuse me, in reviewing the, reading the messages I get through through social media, there is a sense that more and more people are um, very unhappy with what is happening in the country right now and uh, they're more and more turning their attention to us and what we have to say and who we are. <coughs> Excuse me, how long this is going to last, I don't know, but this is what I'm seeing right now, that, uh, <coughs> that it's an encouraging news for us that There is a an opportunity for us opening, being open, and the question is whether we will know how to make the best of it. Um, short and sweet. That's it. Well, it's nothing unusual that you got to light a spark with people. You've been doing this for a long time, and is how do you go about doing creating a sense of urgency that? Now is the time, even though the, the elections are coming, they're a year and a half or so away, but now is the time you've got to be proactive and take charge. <laughs> that is really great observation. Most of the time people are waiting for the spark to come from, from me and to do something. And uh, they need something to um, to uplift their spirits and I understand that you are you're feeling down because of the lack of the results and that is true and I keep telling them listen uh, if you believe in something you have to uh, keep going and keep working uh, 
for it because we know why we didn't do well um, two things one we had our own internal problems and we were not as organized as we were supposed to be and we have taken care of that the other one is the situation was such that they created this binary race one or the other yeah, nationalists are against nationalists as opposed to having a program and the goal and the way out of the situation in which we find ourselves. We didn't want to participate in either of them, and now it's clear that we were right. However, it's too late. We are not in the parliament. We are not in the majority. We are not making decisions, and we don't have the money that normally comes with those with those positions. But I keep telling people, listen, you have to. If you believe, you just keep going. If you're here for the different reasons, you expected some benefit or whatever, it didn't happen, well, uh, probably a good time to find a place that offers that positions rather than the fight for some a different country, better country. So um, it's going to be an uphill battle, but we did turn the corner and we are going through the motion because at least internally we know what needs to happen and I am talking to vice presidents especially because they are responsible for creating the internal organization on the ground keep telling that they have to visit all the places where we have organizations see which ones are healthy which one which ones can maybe made healthy Let's work with those first, and then once we have that in place, we need to move on to expanding uh, there where we are weak or we don't have any presence. Of course, that requires specific skills. So we'll see how this will go. One thing we need to do is to find, <clears throat> start thinking about uh, candidates. We need to have a list of our candidates by the end of the year. And then we work with them to prepare them for the for the elections. So we'll see how that will go. But we know what needs to happen. We just have to do it. We just have to find the people who are willing to and know how to do these things. When you I say you would think, but it's just with people becoming more and more disgruntled with the current situation. It was kind of a, we told you this was going to happen. Does that serve as any type of a catalyst for people within the organization or is that easier said than done? Well, both. It does serve to a certain extent, but one thing I noticed for our people is that they somehow get moved by the opinion of others, of people outside, even people inside, <clears throat> platform for purpose. So if they meet people in the street who basically tell them, well, you're right, God bless you, we'll vote for you next time, then they get encouraged. <clears throat> But in the absence of that, where they are just left to themselves, 
our suspicion thrice. <coughs> so, I noticed that in the past two years, every time we had a problem, every time we encountered a problem, they reacted immediately and forcefully to criticism coming from the outside. And it was like, oh, we cannot do this, we have to change, we have to do something, we have to do something. Instead of saying, wait a second, why don't you answer, why don't you explain that that's not how it went down, that perception is wrong, why don't you defend yourself, why don't you talk about it instead of just caving in and expecting that we'll just do whatever everybody else, is, everybody else, else says. It's such a double standard. To us, for us, everything is a problem. Anybody who does anything a little bit wrong and it's a member of Platform for Her, it's the end of the world. Others, they can steal millions and it's fine. We have in our one of the videos that I had, that I did, I demonstrated what we talked about all the time, that there is no difference between the previous government and this government. None. The previous one had both at the level of the country and the level of entities. Level of countries, level of entities, six or seven of ministers, both in the old and new government, at each level, had a problem with, with the law or did something unthinkable. And they are still ministers. And these guys said, we are clean, we are nice, and yet they appoint crooks. And I'm saying, what's the difference? And we talked about it for the, throughout the campaign. Couldn't get the money, get over the mantra. They couldn't get over the mantra. Let's just get rid of the nationalists. You cannot get rid of nationalists by just running for power and wanting to assume power. You have to have a program. You have to have deeds. You have to have actions that will demonstrate that you are better, that you are different. But if you put only your uh, party leaders in charge of everything, even though they know nothing about that, and if you compromise and put crooks from the other party just for, for you to stay in power, and you allow the other the partners in power sharing agreement to put in, in uh, high level positions crooks, then you are just like them. And then the nationalists will come back with a vengeance later on because they'll say, see, they're crooks. At least we fight for the country or so. Anyway, it is tough. Well, the videos, are, are you pri is the primary purpose or use of those through social media? Is that what, how you're going to use those? or? I put them on my Facebook page and then uh, one we actually even sponsored, the other two we didn't. And um, uh, but social media is, is powerful, except that this country is so backwards. It's still ruled by the television for the most part. And then uh, it's not a printed media anymore. It, it, it is portal now, but it's still established uh, channels. So 
it's television, it's billboards, and it's the established newspapers, portals. Um, that's what counts. I mean, you can have really cool, successful, really cool and good social media campaign in the end. It doesn't translate into votes. And so the only thing we can do is the social media try to get to people. But we're getting to people this way. You're only getting to the people who are already with you. Right. Who already want to see what you have to say. You're not reaching new people. And that's why I have to uh, sponsor it through Facebook. Because then they send it to people who would normally be there. But when they receive it, perhaps they'll open it and see it. And if they like it, they'll come back and like the site. And from then on, you receive that notification that a new thing was published. And there is some some indication that the videos are a good thing simply because in the past seven days, more people showed up and said, we like you than in the past six, eight months. Yeah, so. And just, I know you got to go teach here. Just one last one when regarding your visit with the factory and the owners of the chair factory. Is that more an exception than the norm for a, a group, you know, ownership like that, not being influenced by the nationalists or anything? And having a very successful business, it sounds like. The interesting thing with this these people is they lived. They used to live in Slovenia, the northwestmost republic of the ex-Yugoslavia, always the most advanced. They decided to come back to Bosnia Herzegovina and open uh, the setup there came to Federation because they're both Bosniaks and had many issues, many problems. Then they went to Republika Srpska and everybody tells me that they are better for doing business. That's what they tell me. Fewer problems. It doesn't say there's no crime. It, 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 people don't say there's no racketeering, that there is no uh, um, corruption. It's everywhere. But on the, the lowest level, the local level, in exchange for jobs, they give you uh, space and work with you to make it financially beneficial for you. And then you let it be. And that's what they did. And then they try, even after establishing that operation, they try to expand in Federacia, and again, issue, experience problems. You know what, you have to bribe people to have certain things perhaps done. And so they got disappointed big time. Um, of course, more people end up in Federati just because they are afraid sometimes to, to do business in the Republic of Srpska. But the experience of these people basically is, uh, no, that, that's fine. Um, business people somehow find a way to to cross the, the hatred lines. And um, 
unfortunately, we have to even deal with those issues uh, today. There are successful co companies in, in both entities. However, um, at least this one experience, and I've heard it from others, if you want to open a, a business, it's probably easier in the Republic of Srpska than in Federacija. Interesting. Unbelievable, but true.